Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you. Uh, prominent atheist and world-leading biologist Richard Dawkins, in his book The God Delusion, asserts that faith is blind. His description of your faith in your God looks like this. We believe for no apparent reason at all. Probably because we were born into it. But not only are we deluded, believing for no reason, we deliberately ignore all the evidence to the contrary that passes before us. And according to Richard Dawkins, he's not the only one that thinks that faith is blind. Apparently, Jesus did too. And he quotes the words of Jesus to Thomas in John 20, verse 29, where Jesus says to Thomas, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen, yet have believed. It seems on face value that Jesus is saying the more you believe and the less evidence you have, the better. And believing with no evidence at all, well, that's the pinnacle. And although it's fantastic to see Richard Dawkins doing some Bible study, he makes the most fundamental of blunders by breaking the number one rule of Bible study a rule that was established by the famous astronomer and physicist Galileo in the 1700s when he pointed out to the Catholic Church that you never take a verse away from its context and you should always interpret scripture based on the original point of view. The Pope did not appreciate the Bible study tip and sentenced Galileo to life in prison. But Jesus' criticism of Thomas in John 20, if it is criticism at all, was not that Thomas demanded evidence for him to believe, but rather the direct opposite, that Thomas failed to accept the evidence that was right in front of him. What was the context for Jesus' words to Thomas? In the verses immediately preceding the quote from Jesus, Thomas has multiple eyewitnesses attesting to the fact that they had seen the risen Jesus. People that Thomas knew and people that Thomas knew to be reliable and trustworthy. When I was young, it only took three eyewitnesses for the judge to convict me guilty of reckless driving. Three eyewitnesses was sufficient evidence, evidence beyond reasonable doubt. What was the original point of view of Jesus' words that Richard Dawkins quotes? Well, it's John's point of view. And John, directly after the account of doubting Thomas, in the very next verse, states the purpose for his gospel. These are written so that you may believe. Not even John expects us to believe without evidence. And this is why he wrote his gospel and how thankful we are that he did. His gospel is sometimes called the signs of John. Signs that John saw with his own eyes. Signs that John attests to be true. And signs that show us that Jesus was from God. Jesus does not promote blind faith. Neither does John and neither do we. Because our God, the one true God, is a God of revelation. And in the book of Hebrews, in the opening verse, God states that he has revealed himself at many times and in many ways. In the Old Testament through the prophets, most importantly in the New Testament through his son and also through the universe itself. Hebrews 1 verse 1 outlines the three great witnesses to God. And to finish with tonight, I want to focus on one of those witnesses, the most important one, his son. 
And Jesus' life, death and resurrection are etched into history. No one has ever seen God, but people have seen Jesus. And that was the point of Jesus. He was Emmanuel, God with us. Historian Michael Grant wrote that if we apply to the New Testament, as we should, the same sort of criteria as we apply to other ancient writings containing historical material, we can no more reject Jesus' existence than can reject the existence of a mass of pagan personages whose reality as historical figures is never questioned. In other words, if you're going to say that Jesus didn't exist, well, we can't say that anyone existed 2,000 years ago. Take Alexander the Great. His existence is never questioned. It's true. But the evidence we have for Jesus far outweighs that which we have for Alexander the Great. Bart Ehrman, America's most prominent New Testament critic, who is agnostic, leaning towards atheism, he doesn't believe, even he writes in books specifically proving that Jesus existed. Why is it that leading historians and New Testament scholars all agree that Jesus existed? Well, it's for two reasons. Firstly, the New Testament satisfies the three criteria for written historical material, which are on the screen there. How many ancient manuscripts do we have? That's how many copies, let's say, of the Gospel of John do we have? When was the book originally written? And obviously you want it to be written fairly close to the event or the person that's been spoken of. And what is the date of the first copy that we have in existence today? We do not have the original copies for any of the books of the Bible. That's not unusual. We don't have the originals for any writings of antiquity. But what is the date of the earliest copy that is in existence today? On the screen is what is known as P52. P52 is the earliest copy of the New Testament that exists today. It can be found at the University of Manchester and it is only a fragment of the Gospel of John. How early was it written? Well, it was written 30 to 80 years after John originally wrote his Gospel. How early is that in a historical critical sense? Well, very early, much earlier than any of the other ancient writings. The ink of John's original copy was still wet in that sense. It's a codex, so it's written front and back. It's not a scroll. And it contains John 18, verses 31 to 33, and on the back, verses 37 to 38, and some very important historical facts about Jesus, namely Jesus' crucifixion under the Roman hand of Roman procurator Pontius Pilate. But the New Testament and its reliability is not the only evidence we have for Jesus, which leads us to our second point, the second reason secular scholars all believe that Jesus existed. There are hostile, non-biblical accounts that refer to Jesus. This is the equivalent of an English newspaper attesting to the existence of Donald Bradman, an Australian cricketing hero. If they say he's real... Well, he must be true. And Tacitus, a Roman historian, an important Roman historian, who hated Christians, even he admits that Jesus existed. And in his book, Annals, book 